Idioms are notoriously difficult to translate, and if you're doing a translation, you should avoid at all costs putting an idiom into your translation, because it sets off an alarm bell, right? When we see something that's familiar to us in English, and we know it's coming from another language, it should lead us, at least in the case of Scripture, to really ask, what's the deeper line here? What are they trying to get across here? And so when we hear in the gospel today the phrase coming to his senses, at least for me because I'm a nerd, that raises an alarm bell. And so I dug deeper. And it's interesting, the phrase here in Greek is eis eoton de elthon, which basically means having arrived to himself. And I think this is really important for us today to understand what our blessed Lord is trying to tell us in the scriptures. Because it's not just coming to his senses, not just realizing that his world is falling apart or that he's poor or that he's hungry. That's not what, that is not what's happening here. In one way it is. But there's a deeper reality that this young man is experiencing in this parable. He's coming to know himself perhaps, and maybe even probably, for the first time as he truly is. He is seeing himself in relation to the world. He is seeing his sins, his brokenness, and their effects with new eyes. And each of us in one way knows experientially how we better understand ourselves, often not at the mountaintop, but when things are falling apart. We see ourselves in a new way. And this is in many ways why there is a grace in suffering. When we strip away the reputation, when we strip away the vestiges, when we strip away those things where we often define ourselves, and in a sense we lay naked before our own self, we see ourselves in new and perhaps even more profound ways than we ever have before. And in the Gospel today, we see what happens when we come to ourselves when we arrive at that reality in a new way. The first thing, and we see it in the Gospel, that happens for this young man when he comes to himself, when he arrives at his inner self, is he realizes the relationality of it all. You know, the great trick of the devil is to convince you you're alone in your sin, you're alone in your struggle, you're alone in this world. No one understands you. No one could possibly get it. But the young man realizes that even in his sinfulness, he's in relationship. That he's never isolated. I have sinned against heaven and against you, Father. He recognizes also in that, and we too should also see it, that the way forward is in relationship. If my brokenness, if my sin has effects not only on myself, but on everything and everyone else, The way forward is also through that. The way out of sin is not on my own, but with my brothers and sisters. I must recognize and see myself and be a valued and an important part of a community. Jesus appears to the twelve. Jesus calls people into community, into communion, so that we can go forward to build not my own life, but the church. So the first thing we recognize is not just the relationships that are broken and hurt by our sins, but also we see that the way that the Lord desires for us to go forward 
is here in the church, is in relationship with other people. But this also means that relationships may have to change. The second thing that we see when we come to ourselves, when everything is stripped away, is that we are really low. We are broken. We are worthy of next to nothing on our own. The young man says this, right? He desires to be the lowest in his father's house. He doesn't think, if I go to my father, he'll give me a party. He goes and thinks, if I go to my father, I deserve nothing because I've wished him dead. And if I'm lucky, if I'm blessed, I'll get just the lowest possible place at my father's table. And so for us, we need to recognize that nobody owes us anything in this world. If I have hurt you or you have hurt me, I don't owe you forgiveness. It's a gift. It's a grace. And when I start to recognize that, when I recognize my brokenness and loneliness and go to you and ask for forgiveness, when you give it, it means that much more. But if I go expecting it or thinking you must give it, or if I just go through life acting as if everyone owes me something, I'm going to miss the point. I'm going to miss the many and tremendous blessings that come, not because I deserve it, but because God loves me and because someone else loves me. I don't deserve the love of my mother and my father, but they love me. I don't deserve the love of anyone, but people love me. If I look at my own life, I've done more to try and push people away, and yet people love me. So then when they do love me, it makes me appreciate that and understand God's love for me even more. The next thing that we see is that we're called to conversion. This young man is sitting there. He's broke. He's hungry. He's in need. And he recognizes, you know what? If things are going to get better, things have to change. And so for each of us, no matter where you are in your life, you need to change. You need to change continually. Where you are today shouldn't be where you are tomorrow. The Lord is always offering us more and more, deeper and deeper. There is no boundary. There is no maximum to love. And the way in which we get there, the way in which we experience it is by changing. And this can be in ways small and great alike. It might just mean changing the way I talk to or about other people. It might mean having to leave and change friendships and relationships altogether. But we're called the conversion. When we get these right, when we recognize in our own life the importance of relationships and the damage that is done to relationships by my sinfulness, and the only way forward is through relationships, when I recognize my brokenness, my lowliness, and my need for the gifts and the graces and love of others, in particular God, when I change, what does the Lord have in store for us? Unbridled joy. It's quite jarring in the narrative of today's gospel that the young man who is the centerpiece goes to his father. His father tells him, gives him the robe, gives him the ring, slaughters the fattened calf, throws the party. And we hear no more of the brother. We hear no more of this man who has thrown everything away. Why? I think it's because his joy was so much that he was just stunned into silence. That he was so overwhelmed by the benevolence, by the gratuitous love of his father, that he couldn't speak. All he could do was cry and give thanks. And that's what the Lord has in store for us.
It's not just a little bit, but it's so much, it's so over the top, it changes everything. We come out, as St. Paul says, a completely new creation in Christ. When we turn to Him, when we find and recognize who we truly are, when we go about our relationships, when we convert, when we do so humbly, there is a newness and a joy to all we do. But the story doesn't just end there. It's not just about the one son who runs away and comes back. It's also about the son who stays. And we see what happens when we grow hard and cold in our hearts. When we don't open our hearts to change. When we don't allow the Lord in. When we don't examine the depths of all we do. We might be a quote-unquote good person. But we're not growing in love. We're actually moving further away from it. The Lord doesn't want you to be a good person or a good brother or a good sister or a good husband or a good wife. He wants you to be a heroic, saintly, tremendous husband, wife, brother, sister, you name it. And he wants to give you that grace. But first, we all must come to ourselves. We must sit before the Lord, recognizing where we are broken and asking, not with expectation, but as humble beggars, for his love, for his mercy. And so he calls each of you to come to the sacrament of confession, to come to be healed, to be made new, so that you might find newness of life and heart, but a joy that knows no bounds. Wherever you are, whatever you've done, the Lord desires to greet you as the Father greeted that son, as he greeted both of his sons, in the gospel today. All we need to do is come to our senses, go to the depths of our heart, and bring it to God.